This is What School Didn't Teach Me, a podcast meant to build community on all the things school doesn't prepare you for. Hi, I'm your host, Jasmine Piamber, and class is in session. Hey, classmates, y'all already know what time it is. Welcome back to What School Didn't Teach Me. It's your host, Jasmine Camber, and today I want to start the episode off with a new segment. I'm ready to just, like, get right into it. I have a new segment I want to introduce. Um, in one of my first episodes of this season, What Fills My Cup, I mentioned that I really enjoy reading. Like, I enjoyed reading when I was growing up. I tap back into reading just recently like recently as in maybe like last year maybe last year the last two years and so now I've been trying to like read more frequently and I feel like that's something I really want to be able to share with y'all so I'd like to introduce a new segment called first 30 pages um where I'm going to talk to you about a new book I'm reading um read a page from the first 30 pages, tell you if the book caught me in the first 30 pages. So the first book I want to introduce is called The Neighbor Favor. Now, it wasn't until I got the book that I realized the book had been circulating like social media bad. I don't think I'll get in trouble, but this is the copy of the book. It's called The Neighbor Favor by Christina Forrest. And at the top, it says, love was closer than they ever knew. Y'all. This book, this book is good, but let me not get ahead of myself. I'm going to read you um, a passage from the first 30 pages so that you could get your own, you know, you could get, you could see how you feel, you know, after I read it and then we'll get to talking. So before I read the page, I probably should tell y'all what the book is about. It's about this woman who wants to be, um, who wants to write children's books. Her name is Lily. She falls in love with she basically falls in love with the guy who inspired her to write books virtually like she starts emailing him and he emails her back and they start emailing back and forth and they create this kind of romantic tension and then he ghosts her (laughs) he ghosts her yeah um yeah yeah that's enough for right now okay you got to read the book for the rest but okay let me give you a sneak peek it was drizzling when he stepped outside he grabbed the bike he'd rented for a month and cautiously pedaled down the street the night was still peaceful just the sound of his churning tires and the rain softly hitting the ground it was during moments like this that nick quietly marveled over the fact that he was in a foreign country far from North Carolina, a state he never thought he'd leave. Now look at him. Riding a bike through the streets of Amsterdam, leaving a goodbye party that had been thrown in his honor. Him. Someone who'd never even had so much as a birthday party. It had been such a good night, one of the best he'd had in a long time. So, of course, right when Nick was on the brink of forming an optimistic outlook, the chain popped on his bike, and he went skidding across the wet street losing control. He crashed into a pole and tumbled off the bike, falling flat on his back. He stared up at the sky, heaving for air, wincing at the pain he felt all over his body. He took several moments to get his bearings. Then he stood, he slowly stood, wincing. 
He wheeled his bike down the street and right on cue, it began to pour in heavy sheets. Even in pain, all Nick could do was laugh. Of course, this was how his last night in Amsterdam would end. Something had to bring him back down to earth and remind him that good things, be they feelings or experiences, didn't last very long in his life. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. First of all, First of all, I read that book in three days. Let's start there. This, I bought it on a Saturday night. Finished it that Tuesday. Bought it on a Saturday night. Stayed up to like 2 a.m. reading it every night. I like inhaled this book. That's a record for me. I've never finished a book so fast. So I was pretty proud of myself. But honestly, that just shows how good the book is. The book is very well written. And after this book, Christina Forrest wrote a book on, um, so the main character, her name is Lily. She wrote a book on her sister, Violet, cause they're all named after flowers. I think that's so beautiful. Um, she wrote a book about her sister, Violet. And I am more interested about her sister, Iris. Y'all gotta read the book. Hold on, let me show, let me show it again. The Neighbor Favor, y'all gotta read the book. It was so good that I started reading it and the first couple of pages, I posted about it, told my cousin about it. She told our other cousin about it. And it was like we had our own little book club just for this book. Like, yeah, the book is literally an emotional roller coaster because I don't want to spoil it because after he after Nick ghosts Lily, because it's Nick, Nick is the one, you know, after he ghosts her. He winds up being her neighbor, but they don't know. They don't know. Don't ask me how they don't know. I can't, I can't give too much because I could talk about it all day long. Don't ask me how they know. But, like, they end up being neighbors. And, you know, you know, it's just the story of Starstruck Love all over again. Um, it's just the story of Starstruck Love all over again. So, yeah, the book is a 10. Like, the book is a 10. There's no doubt about it. I read it in three days. I should tell you it's a 10. Could I see the book as a movie or a show? A show, for sure. Because it's such an emotional roller coaster, it's something that you can break up between episodes. Like, it literally leaves. I literally was reading the book and holding my breath while I was reading the book. Like, had moments where I was holding my breath, waiting to release it. Like, I find that when I read books, like, for me, reading books is like being on my phone. Last episode, I was talking about, like, when you are on your phone, your phone literally transports you to another dimension. Like, you are now, or at least, like, when you're on social media, you are now in the world of social media. When I'm reading, I like when I can literally see what I'm reading. Like, when the descriptions are so vivid that I feel like... As I'm reading it, I see what's going on. I'm there with them. Like, this is happening right in front of me. And I definitely could see this book. I definitely could see this book being broken up into shows. Like, really letting people slow down and enjoy the ride and the wave that is the neighbor favor. So, y'all, like, 
go read the book go read the book um yeah so that's my new segment every couple of books I will every couple of episodes or every time I finish a book I will introduce a new book now I'm reading another book but we'll do a whole nother that'll be a whole nother episode um and honestly by the time I finish by the time I finish the book I'm reading I'll probably be on another book but I need to go to the bookstore y'all leave me some recommendations because I'm looking for some new reads um yeah so that was that was 30 that was is it first 30 pages or 30 pages in that was first 30 pages. Did the book get me in the first 30 pages? Yes. There is a surprise in the first 30 pages that completely snatched my heart up um, and had me hooked onto the book. Did the book get me in 30 pages? Yes. What's the book? It's a 10. Go buy the book. Um, it's a romance. Like, it's romantic. Of course, there are laughs in it. But it's like romantic suspense. Like, will they, won't they? What are we doing here? And can I see it as a show or a movie? A show, for sure. Like a long, drawn-out show. Because people need to enjoy this book. So, yeah. Um, honestly, first 30 pages. Well, honestly, the... Well, honestly... The pages that I just read out of this book coincidentally go directly into what I wanted this episode to be about today. Um, if you couldn't tell by the pages that I was reading, the character in the book, Nick, he's not a huge optimist. Like literally at the at uh, one of the last lines was he had to be reminded that good things don't last long. And he had me like, like he had me right there. I'm really a sucker for I'm a sucker for development in a book. Like books that show real kinds of people, real kinds of problems and then them like actually making the step to work through those problems. That is where you get me. Um and that is definitely shown in this book. Nick starts off as a not so optimist and it and I related to that personally because bruh I had the same mindset as some like once upon a time I had the same exact mindset that good things did not always happen that I did not deserve good things and that I yeah like I could not hold my breath for good things to happen because good things will come and go like I just had to kind of ride the wave and let things come and go like I didn't even try to hold on to a good thing because good things came and went and they went more than they came you know what I'm saying and I know a lot of people who are like that. Well, I won't say I know a lot of people who are like that. I know that there are a lot of people like that. And I know some. And I wanted this episode to be about how to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like at some point for me, when I, okay, let me start over. I've been reflecting a lot on my birthday. Before my birthday, I already told y'all, like, I found myself just random moments thanking God to be alive. Like, thanking God to have a birthday, thanking God to be alive, thanking God that I was thankful to have a birthday. Um, This was my first year celebrating my birthday back home since I left for school. I left for school when I was 17, so I turned 18 at school. And I had not, I didn't celebrate my 17th, I didn't celebrate my 16th. Or my 15th. So last time I celebrated a birthday was my 14th birthday. Um, 
that's a long time without feeling celebrated, without caring about your birthday, without caring about like these milestones. And this year I I planned for it. I was excited about it. I, I made the time to execute. Like I asked for help, like I did all the right things. And I found myself being thankful that I even cared enough to do this stuff. And it makes me think like at one point in my life, like I didn't care nothing about nothing. Didn't care about being alive. Didn't care about life. Didn't care about if I had a future and what that future might hold. Like at one point, I was really just going through the motions of life. At some point, all that energy turned into optimism. Like at some point, not caring about my future turned into making intentional plans, but then trusting when plans don't go my way. At some point, being anxious about every little thing in my life turned into me walking into every room confidently and yeah at some point like one small thing will ruin my day and now I could have a bunch of small things a bunch of small inconveniences could happen and I could still stand up straight and say it was a good day like gradually my mental health got better Gradually, I started to love myself more. Gradually, I started to be grateful for my life. And while these things don't happen in a day, I just wanted to share four little things, four little things that you could start today um, that might help you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I know life is not peaches and strawberries and cream. I know it's not. I know it's not. And I know that as much awareness is going around about mental health, there are still people that need help that can't get it. So I want to introduce four little things that you can do, you can do by yourself that may not work the first time, but if you keep at them, if you gradually tap in, if you stay consistent and continue to fight against those anxious thoughts, like you will be surprised how your world will change when you do small things to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So yeah, let's start. First thing that I like to do is have little moments of gratitude. I have like little gratitude journals, like five minute gratitude journals. I was recently gifted like a wellness journal that helps me track um, my body, how much sleep I get, this, that, and the third. Get one of those. Like if you're just starting out and those anxious thoughts be beating you up bad, get one of those because it has it will have like little prompts I should have brought it to show y'all but it will have little prompts like you know I am thankful for today because I admire myself because I am grateful for these people who support me and then you would like list three people like little moments to be thankful for the small things in your life is so important and it's Better when you do it at the beginning of the day. I recently saw a video that said, like, once your feet hit the ground, the day is over. Like, once your feet hit the ground, you got a million things to do today. So there are some things that you need to do before you even get out of bed. And I think taking a moment of gratitude is one. Um, I used to do my five-minute gratitude 
in moments, if I didn't always have time to like, like say I'm running late and I don't have time to fill out my gratitude journal before I leave, before I leave my house, the second I sit down, like I might do it in class or something. The second I sit down, I'm, I'm doing gratitude journal. Like I'm, I'm taking that five minutes, 10 minutes, however long it takes me to fill out the prompt. I'm taking that time to be thankful. Um, I think that gratitude is similar to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And hear me out when I say this. Um, In the last episode, I mentioned that I was watching a video and the person was like, I think it was the last video or maybe it was the video before that. But whoever I was watching, I think it was Michael Ty or it was Tim Ross. And they were saying like, I need to fill myself with the Holy Spirit every day because every day is a battle. There will be moments in your life where you need to fill yourself with gratitude every single day. There will be moments in your life where you don't need to go a day without saying that you're thankful for something. Because you will get so caught up in life so quickly, so caught up in the stressors, so caught up in the things that you have to do, so caught up in the things that you have to do that you don't have time to do because there's not enough hours in the day. But then you'll completely ignore all of the other things that you've done in the time that you've had and you won't give yourself credit for that. I'm in your house. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like taking those moments to feel, feel, to appreciate things and then to feel appreciated is so important. So like get yourself a wellness journal and then, you know, if you don't need as much structure, and you can just take a notebook and write down write down five things you're grateful for. Like, do that. Do that. Pull positive thoughts from the back of your brain to the forefront. Because they're there. I promise you there are positive thoughts in your mind. Pull them from the back to the front. Because right here, it's all stress. And that's not good. That's it. It's not good to just be stressing. If you continue to, if you're stressing so much, you'll literally forget about all the good things that go on in your life. So bring it from the back to the front. Number two, I feel like I always got a list. Um, The second thing that I feel like is really important is to stop and smell the roses. <sighs> yeah, literally what I just did, like take a deep breath, slow down. Stop and smell the roses. I live in Los Angeles. I don't know where everybody else lives, but I live in LA. So I live in a city. If you live in a city, then you know that the city is busy. Like whether you're in New Orleans or Los Angeles, because both those cities are busy, or San Francisco or wherever you are. Like if you know, you know a city is busy. Everybody's trying to get where they're trying to go. Everybody is, nobody's paying attention to anybody else. Like, you are literally, as soon as you step out of your house, you're in survival mode. Like, you are just trying to get where you're trying to go. Like, yeah. And we are trying to find any way to survive this, the area or the surroundings we are in. Whether that is staring at your phone at any at any quiet moment or any moment like staring at your phone at any quiet moment or to avoid interactions with anybody else or just completely disassociating from your surroundings like that can get you so caught up in life 
that you forget to stop and smell the roses. Like you forget to stop and take a deep breath. You forget to look at the butterfly that just flew by you. You forget to look at, you know, somebody's yard and what they're growing in their yard. Like take time to appreciate nature, but also just the small things in life. Like take some time to people watch to and and you'll be surprised the pieces of humanity that you'll see in people while you people watch like we can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle that we forget to just stop and breathe stop take a second get in tune with your surroundings appreciate where you are standing right now for it's good it's bad and it's ugly like you know take that time and you may not you may not have anything to appreciate about your surroundings at first. But if you take the moment to ground yourself in that moment, I guarantee you'll feel better than you did before. Even if even if you are in the middle of a dump, you are in the middle of the city and the city smells like pee and there are homeless people everywhere and it's just not your idea of tranquil. But to bring yourself out of a state of daze and then to ground yourself and to be back one in tune with your body, you have to remind yourself to do that. Like you have to remind yourself how good it feels to be in your own body sometimes. Number three, you have to pay attention to what you're ingesting. We literally already had an episode on this in season one. You are what you eat. So y'all already know that you are what you eat what you're listening to, what kind of podcast you're listening to, what kind of music you're listening to, what you're watching on social media, all of that has an effect on your mental. Last episode, I told y'all that I am like really tuned in with music. Like I have to be very careful about the music that I listen to because it affects my brain instantly. Like I'm talking about right there. Like music affects my mood and I know like music is a lot of people's therapy like our generation was raised on just great music nowadays you know we you know what i'm saying but we were raised on like really really great music and we have really good music taste as a collective like our generation as a collective has a great music taste but not all of the music we listen to has a good message and we have to hold ourselves accountable to what we are ingesting and the messages that we are allowing to fill our brain what is that doing for our perspective what is that perspective doing for our reality yeah it's literally the same thing as when i said the tongue is vicious like what you are listening to can affect your perception which affects your reality and if you are spending every moment listening to like rowdy ratchet blasting music you are only making yourself more anxious trust me because i know trust me because i lived it you know what i'm saying I, you know trust me because i lived it um that upbeat that drill music upbeat music cho- not chops and screw i'm crying i'm just throwing stuff out there but that upbeat like overstimulating music is not good when you first wake up in the morning. Now, if you wake up and you need like a pick-me-up, okay, like turn on that Mary J. Blige, you know what I'm saying? Listen to some Stevie Wonder, like listen to something a beat, but don't constantly fill your brain with things that are overstimulating. Like life is overstimulating enough. Sometimes you need something tranquil. tranquil. Sometimes you need to listen to something slow. And maybe not something slow and sultry, but like something slow and 
tranquil, something slow and peaceful. Like maybe turn off the Summer Walker and listen to some Janae Aiko. Maybe turn off Janae Aiko, listen to some Ravina. I'm just saying that sometimes, even though music can be our therapy, music can be the thing that makes us want therapy. You know what I'm saying? So be mindful of what you are ingesting. Sometimes we are listening to music or we like we are listening to certain songs because we turn to them for comfort because we we listen to them all the time. But is that song really doing anything for you? Like, is it calming you down or is it making you more anxious? Is it is it helping you decompress or is it distracting you from the other things that are stressing you out? That's not helpful. You know what I'm saying? Take some time to reflect on that. Take some time to really be intentional about the things that you are allowing into your into your subconscious. It's all about your subconscious. These are all little things that treat the subconscious and bring positivity from the back to the front. Okay, last thing, and then I'm out of here. Protecting your energy. That's another small, gradual thing that can help you develop a more positive outlook on life. And I think protecting your energy starts with knowing the kind of mental state you want. Some of us don't know what peace looks like, or at least we don't know what that looks like for us. It took me a while to, like, I used to say, People used to tell me to relax and I used to be like, I don't relax. I never relax. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what that means or how that feels. And I was being so for real. Relaxing was not in my vocabulary. And when I did relax, it just made me anxious. It took me years to finally get to the place where I could literally sit down and watch a whole whole bunch of people do nothing and not feel like I need to step in. Like, I just started being able to do that. I just started being able to get to a place where I can admit that I'm tired and not involve myself until somebody involves me. So I think it starts with knowing what we want, right? Like, maybe maybe peace is too specific or it's too big to hop into, but... What do you want? Like, do you want to feel better? What does feeling better look like to you? What is what is feeling less anxious look like to you? Does it look like walking into a room and being able to talk without stuttering? Does it, whoa, <laughs> being able to talk without stuttering? Does it look like making a mistake and being able to bounce back from that? Does it look like being able to rest and not feeling guilty about it. What does a better mental state look like for you? And assess what in your life, like where are you when you feel these anxious moments? Where are you when you feel discouraged? Like what's happening in your life when your body physically reacts to feeling discouraged or feeling some type of way? Like where are you? Who are you around? What What's going on? Paying attention to that and then removing yourself from those situations, like literally clipping clipping friends that clip your wings. Like if there's somebody around you who constantly brings up what y'all used to do and how maybe something that was embarrassing, like they con- they constantly bring up embarrassing stories about you. They constantly bring up the things that y'all used to do. And that's something that you're trying to climb out of. Oh, you're not being funny. I got to clip you. 
I got to clip you because you're trying to clip my wings. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be different. And you are not helping with that journey. Like learning how to be, I hate to say it, but like learning how to be cutthroat with people, learning how to set clear boundaries, telling people, being very candid about what you're going through. Hey, you know, I've been feeling this way and I want to feel different. This is how you can support me. Start there, like make sure people know that you are trying to live differently. Um, But like let people know that, you know, this was okay back then, but now I'm putting my foot down. This is not okay anymore. And if they continue to make you feel or to put you back in the place that you were trying to leave, cut them, clip them. Like, I don't care who it is, your mama, your daddy, your best friend, your cousin, they have to go because at the end of the day, it's your life. Like, nobody really knows what you're going through on the inside. That's real. Like, that's it. That's all. Nobody knows because they're not you. So things might affect you that people are not you. People may not know the degree in which the things that they say affect you. And while it's your job to let them know, like it's your job to call people out, let them know like, hey, what you said bothered me. It's not your job to keep reminding them. Like people have to be held accountable for the way that they make you feel every now and then. Um, And if you are trying to be different, if you are trying to change your life, you you can't always hang out with the same people. You can't tolerate what you used to tolerate. You can't tolerate. Yeah. Like if you are setting new boundaries. Then you can't tolerate your old ones, because if you tolerate your old ones, you'll never adopt your new ones. That's it. Um, Four things to help you see the light. If you keep doing those things, if you keep, you may not feel better the first time. You, it may not feel good to set boundaries. It may not even feel good to tap back in with your surroundings. It may not, you may not feel grateful for the small things. You may not feel like there's anything to be grateful for, but if you keep at it, consistency is key. That's all your brain is looking for, consistency, stability. And you could be that source of stability for yourself. You could be that source of you could be that source of pride. You could be that source of happiness. You could be that source of peace for yourself. It takes time. It takes months. It takes years. It takes being honest with yourself about what you're going through. It takes it takes being honest with yourself about the things that you struggle with. But I guarantee you, if you give some time and you keep working at it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's it. That's all I have. I hope y'all read the book, The Neighbor Favorite. If y'all read the book, tap in with me. And I'm serious. I mean it. Tap in with me because we can talk about it. Um, and I hope and I pray that for anybody who's struggling, for anybody who feels like there is no light at the end of the tunnel, let me be the one to remind you that there is. Like, let me be your reminder that you don't have to feel bad. Like, you don't have, life don't have to be sucky. You don't have to tolerate things that you don't want to tolerate. Like, there is light. Trouble don't last always, and good things come, and they stay. You just have to stick around long enough to let them stay. You have to stick around long enough to enjoy them. Life is a cycle. You have ups and downs. You have highs and lows. You have good days and bad days. And the bad days, 
go away. And the good things stay if you let them. That's it. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.